drive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Welcome everybody to another episode of Golf Picks with the Plotniks presented by Bet the Farm podcast and brought to you by Tanks Solar Solutions. Help the earth. Help your wallets. Fade your bookies and tail the farmer. GLTA. Wow, you added a new wrinkle to that one this time. Let's go. Yeah, usually I got it written down, but I, I didn't for this podcast. I know that they spawned, we we had a two-way sponsorship agreement for both Golf Picks with the Plotniks and for the Pigskin Preview, but I've only been able to give that ad on the Pigskin Preview. So I had to do it on Golf Picks with the Plotniks, but I didn't have yeah, it I mean, look, me. I'm, I'm spending a ton of marketing dollars to be featured on this premiere podcast as long like as the sister company to the pigskin preview. That's why so, I gave you an extra yeah. sentence. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, of course. All right. Tanks or solutions. Keep fading us. All right. We are back. And this oh, wait, is before, before we dig in though, I just got to throw it out there. Dominating on the pigskin preview for, so for our diehard golf fans, you're trying to make some money too in the NFL. Tune into the pigskin preview. We are just absolutely, I don't have the stats in front of me for the team, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm crushing it. 18 we minutes hit, in three weeks. Let's go. We were, he we, me. We were hitting above a 60% clip going into week three. And I know we all three had a good week. I think the burn dog was undefeated. I had a winning week and you keep crushing as usual. So yeah, not, we are not a one trick pony here. We are golf aficionados and we love our NFL pigskin as well, but let's move right into the golf. And before we get into our plays, break down the course, give you our favorite winners, talk about, the odds of first round leaders. I even got some Euro picks for everybody. Match us first round leaders. The whole fucking shebang for all of you listeners out there. But before we do that, we got to look behind and talk a little bit about the President's Cup. Honestly, USA comes out. They look like they're dominating the first two days. They give a little bit of leeway to the international squad heading into Sunday, only up four points, and just come out and... I mean, I wouldn't even say they smacked them, but it was a, a decisive win. They win by a few points, nothing crazy. But I will say from a betting perspective, I wish that and I hope that everybody is either in our ETR Discord, which we'll have to expand upon with as we keep growing, or if not, you follow myself on Twitter at Bplotnik Sports, my brother at, at Jared P underscore for our golf place because – I was feeding matchups to everybody out there. I went five and two. I pushed like four bets, which were crazy, but nice five and two matchups. So profitable week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it uh, wasn't anything spectacular for me. Probably. I mean, I love the president's cup, love the Ryder cup, but probably the least anti I mean, the most anticlimactic um, <clears throat> one of those yet, since I've been a diehard golf fan for about seven or eight years, it just didn't have the juice. Uh, that it normally has. It just, when, I mean, when you're minus 700 favorites, uh, it's hard. Yeah, to but they really... made it close. That's what made it, you know, the opposite of anticlimactic, proclimactic. Yeah, but like they, they were getting down early every single, like the first two days, every single match USA was taking leads early. It just felt like it was over from the beginning. But yeah, um, it, was, it was odd because so many matches finished on the 18th hole. It was like crazy. I've never seen that many ties and that many one up wins. Yeah, for sure. But it was entertaining. It was, great. it was fun. It was it was great. And now a nice little reprieve to show USA still the best country in the entire world. We own you all. All right, let's, <laughs> let's throw that out there. 
first and foremost. And now we head back to the best country in the world, USA. We get back to the PGA Tour and we start just breaking bookies' backs again and hitting some outrights. So let's get going. I agree completely. I will give a preface to this podcast in the fact that, hey, if you don't know by now, now you know me and the farmer. First of all, he's my brother, as you may know by the name of the title of the show. But on top of that, we do live together and we are living in South Florida. We have Hurricane Ian chasing our tail right now on the east coast of Florida, South Florida, I should say, and things aren't looking great, but we (laughs) literally, as we started recording this, it just started, you know, most people out there, if you're not from Florida, you you haven't really witnessed a hurricane, but when a hurricane comes, the whole sky goes pitch black, even when it's not, you know, nighttime, and it is black, and it is raining hard, and I'm praying to God that we keep our electricity so pray for oh, us. You know, you know what else is black? And you know what else has to do with electricity? Tank. The tank wow, solar tank solutions. Solar okay. Solutions. Great so, plug. Great plug. Yeah. We love it. All right. Let's talk about the Sanderson Farms Championship. We are going to the Country Club of Jackson in Jackson, Mississippi. A long par 72 at 7,400 yards-ish played on Bermuda grass greens, which is going to be big for, I would assume, our handicaps for some of the Southern guys this week. Your previous winner and reigning champ who coming off of a President's Cup victory and getting hammered with the entire USA squad, and he's the only guy playing this week, Sam Burns, was a minus 22 last year. And this was – I was going to say it was like post-COVID and a lot of guys played in this event, but it was a swing season. Sam Burns wasn't that good. He had four wins last year, so he had to try to get as many tournaments in as he could at the beginning of the year to keep that tour card. But before that, 2020, you had Sergio Garcia at minus 19. I believe somebody on this podcast hit hit on him in that week. I believe you are right. He stopped one on 18. It's about three feet when he was tied for the lead. I love Sergio, even though he defected to live. To this day, because of that, that was a big winner. Sebastian Munoz won in 2019 at minus 18. Another guy coming over from the President's Cup. I think he, those are the literally only two. I, I'd have to go double check on that. Cam Champ, your boy, won in 2018 at minus 21. Did you hit him here? Cam Champ? No. John Deere. That was the 3M. The 3M. Well, he's won the John Deere, I believe, as well. But fair enough. Ryan Armour and Cody Gribble. Cody Gribble, what a name. Blast from the past. I saw him on the Corn Ferry Tour a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's like, back. He's not on the PG Tour. Well, he's playing this week, I know for a fact. Oh, uh, well, that's because he won here, but he's not back on the PGA Tour quite yet. All right. Well, as I typically like to do, I will jump into my course notes and tidbits. But before I do, I send it over to the farmer for his breakdown on how he's attacking his card and how he views this course and the guys he's aiming to bet on. Yeah, um, pretty much like a lot of weeks, just approach and putting is kind of the main things I am looking at at this track. So shouldn't come as much as a surprise, but I like the guys that uh, can birdie a lot, get really hot with a flat stick and uh, just pile up all the birds, right? So, I mean, it's there's no real crazy method to the madness here, especially in such like a, a short field. I'll allude to it a little bit. I may have more of a longer uh, – longer sh- Whoa, see, we got hey, emergency. There you go, now. everybody. We're hurricane warnings. Jesus. Wow, we got tornado warnings here. Sorry, everyone, for that awful sound. My heart just skipped seven beats when that went off. I hate how they do that. 
Like you can give me the alert without just sending a loud ass noise. I, I know. Um, yeah, I guess something. To, I got something to chime in real quick on my. Yeah, on go my, ahead. I, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I figured you did, and it's all good because I got you. But I gotta say. A lot of podcasts I've listened to, even listening to your breakdown just now, talking about really wanting to hone in on good putters. I went back and looked at the last three iterations of this event. And last year, in the top five finishers, three of the five lost two or more strokes putting. In 2020, all five gained strokes putting. And then in 2019, two of the five top five finishers lost over two strokes putting. I don't think you need a putt well here. Sam Burns won last year, losing two strokes putting, but gaining eight on approach and 12 TD green. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously putting is always just a prerequisite, right? So um, it's not needed, but what I'm looking for here is in like a shittier field where you're not going to have guys with such supreme ball striking numbers. Uh, I'm really honing in on the guys that get really out of the irons. And then <clears throat> mostly that some with like uh, just per, like just positive success in Bermuda, Bermuda in, their, uh, in the past. I think those are the ones that kind of have an extra edge here. So kind of alluding to a couple of the guys I have on my outright card. But um, yeah, I mean, point taken that you said, I understood. But I still want someone that can get out of the putter. Well, it was funny because I looked in at my model that I built year over year over year. And I always, you know, I, I don't, all these courses blend together for the most part, especially these Southeast ish courses. And so I wanted to go see what I had put into my model last year after doing some research this year. And I saw that I had strokes game putting at like 10%, which I usually don't even include, but to put at 10%, that means I meant I cared a lot about it. So I went back and looked and I was like, Oh my God, Sam Burns two like three of the top five, including the winner, lost two or more strokes putting and then so then i kept going and i was like wait well sergio won the year before that guy sucks at putting he did have strokes game putting that year but and as i kept going deeper and deeper i was like you know what i don't think putting is as important as everybody thinks it is what i will focus on is guys that maybe they're not the best putter in their career but they put well either in their hometown home city home state or you know, the region, because Bermuda is pretty much a regional type of green grass. All right. Well, let me jump into my course notes and tidbits. This is the Jackson, the country club of Jackson, excuse me, in Jackson, Mississippi, hosted this event since 2014. The last five winners have averaged a finishing score of minus 20, which makes this course a birdie fast. Birdie I fast. I think that this course is going to play pretty long. I think distance off the tee is going to prove to be fruitful here. And I don't think GIR rate and scrubbing percentage, you know, those aren't things I'm looking at because they're much higher here than the average PGA tour course, but six par fours ranging from 400 to 450 yards. And there's four par fives that all bode over a 24% birdie rate. I think par five scoring is going to be big for me this week. And I already mentioned it. I think it's a ball strikers advantage the putting thing is interesting, but like what I found most important was Sam Burns gained over eight strokes on approach and 12 TD green. I think that's what I care about. Guys that are just going to really can dial the fuck in and be really fired TD green and what their approach. And hey, you don't need to put that well if you're going to be sticking everything close. But yeah, we talked about the greens. Speaking of the greens, played on Bermuda. 
There's no hazards on site. So my golfers this week, the ones that are going to make my car bomb the ball, dominate to green, crush the par fives, and just don't shoot yourself in the foot on uh, around the green and on the par threes. That being said, let's jump right into it. And I am not officially sponsored, but we will get there one day after Tank Solar Solution is a million-dollar corporation. But we are going to go to DraftKings Sportsbook and take a look at their odds because we only have locals here in South Florida and they have shit odds. All right, Sam Burns, your defending champion, 11 to 1 odds. You got JT Poston. He has had some great success here in the past, 16 to 1. Denny McCarthy as well at 18 to 1, which is just a number that I makes me want to puke. Sahit Tigala at 20 to 1. Anyone in this 10 to 20 range caught your eye by any chance? Yeah, no chance. I mean, yeah, no I, I, it's honestly pathetic. Like those, numbers. honestly, if anyone in there, I'd just, I'd be taking Burns at 11 to one. He's just so much better than everyone else in this field. And if you're having like a JT Poston at 15 to one in comparison to Sam Burns at 25%. And, and 2022 is the year of the, the favorites. Like anybody yeah. under, under 20 to one has been fired. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it would just be firing Max up Homo burns, but I'm not <laughs> yeah, I mentioned I'm, I'm, I mentioned it on the Fortinet pod, and then Max Homa comes out and says they're outright favorite. When I was like, maybe the 2022-2023 year is the year of the long shots. And, of course, Max Homa, the favorite, comes out and does the unthinkable on 18, chipping in, and then will it three putts from four feet. Incredible. Yeah, will it, did, will it did more of the unthinkable there. Um that was just it was gag. karma. It was Jordan Speeth karma from the Masters. Hmm. Somehow you always even with Speeth not in the field, you throw in a plug for Speeth. Well, I, I mean, I should you, you end up doing I, it. I should have talked more about Speeth after going five and zero at the Presidents Cup. Yeah, well, Justin Thomas uh, won't be playing for a few months with how bad his back is hurting carrying Speeth around that place. That is but, not uh, true at all. <laughs> That is horse manure. But, yeah, um, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going to this 20 to 30 range. And starts with Russell Henley at 22. And I got to I gotta tell you right off the bat, statistically, he is the guy to bet this week. He ranks number one on my model. He's first in approach, second on par fours, 400 to 450, first in opportunities gain, and first tee to green in the last 50 rounds. Really was difficult for me to say no, but – I have no faith in this guy stringing together four straight rounds, especially in a birdie fest where he is an awful putter at those odds. I just couldn't do it, but I wanted to because the numbers told me I should. Wow. I can't wait to hear your complaining on Saturday when he is up to the (sighs) shots. You already know it. You already know. Yeah. I mean, this is is the problem of living with a pig. He, He gives both sides of the equation and when it backfires, you don't hear the end of it in the house because he's so pissed at himself. So, <laughs> Well, I like the board, so I wanted to diversify myself. If I took someone at 22 to 1, I'd be limiting my card, and I don't love that many long shots this week. Not for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, on Henley, numbers always love Henley. Uh, I'm never getting to him less than 30 to 1 in any field. I don't care. Just like he's, he's like a Ricky Fowler. I'm, even if he's leading on Sunday, I think he's going to fold. So I'm never laying juice or chalk or however you want to put it on Russell Henley at a short number. So. But Zayden, who is the guy that played in the president's cup that's playing this week. He's 28 to one odds. He looks, he, yeah, I, I'm looking at another book. He's like 55. Oh, wow. Uh, you better do your shopping out there. That's why we tell you to shop. Yeah. 28 to one for Bez. He looks good at the president's cup, but. I mean, I cannot trust his off the tee game. 
right now. So 28 to one, no shot. We're going to, we're going to get deep here. We get to Taylor Montgomery coming off the top five finish at the Fortinet. He was the top corn fairy guy that everybody was talking about. I am anti Montgomery mainly because of the price, but uh, I mean, I don't have much thoughts. You got Scott Stallings, Keegan Davis, Riley is getting shoved. Wow. He's big money pouring in on Riley. He's moved about from, I think 45 to 35 now Grillo who's been on fire and Trey Mullen actually guy you had on your card a few weeks ago. So uh, let me, let me guess you got some, you got to play here. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm again, we recorded this on a Tuesday evening. I'm going to wait for some more line moves tomorrow. I got a handful of guys in this little range that I like a lot. Uh, but of course I'm going to start my card though at a 40 to one. With Davis Riley, yeah. longtime listeners, first-time callers of the pod have heard the Plotniks talk up Davis Riley over and over and over again. And look, like I alluded to earlier, I want a guy that's going to get hot. I want a guy that's born and raised in the Southeast that's used to playing at Bermuda. Davis Riley gains over a half a stroke more on Bermuda than Poa and um, the other shit surface combined that I'm blanking on right now because – uh, Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, so he, he gains over – he's – He's just from Mississippi in this area, went to Alabama. He loves Bermuda. Um, a few – or last time out at the Fortnite two weeks ago, he gained a stroke and a half on approach, missed the cut because he lost like five strokes putting in two rounds. Atrocious. Guess what, though? That was on bent. So – or, or bent slash poa, whatever you want to call it. doesn't matter. It wasn't Bermuda. So give me Riley on the surface that he likes to putt on. And while he's hitting the ball well, and I'm looking for someone to really get dialed with approach, if he gets dialed with approach – uh, he, I like him to be in contention come Sunday. And this is where I do one of these, the flag plants. Davis wow. Riley wins the 2022 Sanderson farms. Cut that tape. Great news for me because I am also on Davis Riley. I can't get off the train now after I've been hyping him up over the last few months and he hasn't looked good, but he went on a huge tear back in May. He was fifth at the Mexico open Ninth at AT&T Byron Nelson, fourth at the Schwab, 13th at the PGA, 13th at the Memorial, and even to finish the season, Wyndham finished 13th. And then he got to the playoffs and he petered out. And I can only attest that to a long season, grueling. He's a little gas, comes out to Fortinet with only a week off or so after the BMW and comes out and he looks good with his approach. My thing with Davis Riley here is, I love his off the tee play. He's he hits it long and straight, which I like. He, he's in his career. He's got phenomenal off the tee numbers. On on top of that, does anyone dominate par fives like Davis Riley does? Because I feel like at all times, he, this guy has got an eagle putt on every par five. It's incredible. He's so good with his longer irons and woods. I think he's going to give himself himself chances to score here. I like Davis Raleigh a lot here in the last 50 rounds, which is what I like to use as a baseline for what a guy can do over the course of a good portion of a season, 22nd in driving distance, fourth in opportunities gain, which means he's giving himself chances to score within 15 feet, eighth tee to green, 16th on par fives, and 11th on par fours between 400 and 450 yards, which there are a third of the holes so, yeah, I'm on Davis Riley as well. And while we're in this range, I've got another play as well, and I'm going to go with 
Keegan Bradley at 35 to one. That's the top of my card. Wow. Yeah, I know. An interesting play for me, but honestly, the same exact handicap. He went on a stretch earlier in the 2021-2022 season where he has an 11th place finish at the Arnold Palmer, fifth at the Players, eighth at Valero, runner-up at the Wells Fargo, and top 10 at the U.S. Open. I think he just got gassed out playing so much. The guy's known for his irons. He lost the lost strokes on his approach in the Rocket Mortgage, which is basically the last event of the year, and then the two FedEx Cup playoff events. He lost approach on both of those, and that's just – I think he was just a little bit tired, gas, playing a lot of weeks, especially, you know, the pressure on him up in the Northeast with, with a lot of those events. But I did mention in two of the last three years that of the top five finishers that either two of the five or three of the five lost strokes putting and they dominated T to green and on approach. I mean, what more can I ask of a guy like Keegan Bradley on a course where putting maybe not be the death of you? So I think Keegan Bradley is a great pick this week. I don't, I'd be surprised if the irons aren't dialed and he's not at the top of the leaderboard. And he honestly made strides last year on his putting. Like, I I mean, he had some events where, I mean, these are pop-off events, but at Arnold Palmer, when he had a good finish, he gains 3.7 at Wells Fargo finishes runner up gains 9.8 putting Memorial 3.4 gains at the U S open gains at rocket mortgage. The putter is coming around. Uh, I think that he's not long off the tee, but he's straight off the tee. He hasn't, he's only lost off the tee one time since April, which is pretty incredible. And I think the approach play is going to come around with a little bit of rest. So give me Keegan Bradley at 35 to one. I like him a lot here. Well, yeah. The one thing I got to say to you though, uh, hopefully this six weeks off did him well because awful approach numbers his last three out for a guy that's normally a really good approach player at the bmw lost four and a half yeah. on approach uh, but no i mean that again this is why i like when the season's going in full spin because it's easier to handicap in my opinion because yeah, you, you take know guys with the recently. baseline like numbers versus what they've just done recently because who you can't really make a call on recent form when the guys have played in over a month. Hey, he's had five weeks off. Um, so that doesn't mean anything. Just want to throw that out there. But um, yeah. yeah, in this range, I'm eyeing a bunch of guys. I don't know uh, who I'm going to go with. I mean, you mentioned him a little earlier. I'm eyeing Bezaden Hoot at 55 to one. Uh, I think this is just a solid kind of course fit for him. He can get really hot with that putter. Looks good in the presence cup. Uh, I don't know if I'll get there. Another one I like, Thomas Dietrich, but same kind of thing. It's, he, I mean, he can get hot everywhere, uh, but I don't I, know if uh, he's never even won on the European Tour. The fact, it's, to me, at, at fifty to one, it's a big ass to even win on the PGA Tour, even on a scrub field like this. He's, Emiliano Grillo's numbers have been phenomenal. Sorry, you know what? I'll get into Grillo in a second. I know you have something to say about Thomas Dietrich. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I've been a longtime Dietrich follower for the last few years on the DP World Tour. But his problem is he cannot string together four rounds. It's just not possible for him. The guy cannot do it. He either goes really low or maybe shoots over the next day. He's great off the tee. He's long off the tee. Putter is hit or miss. Uh, yeah, I just – I don't have faith in a guy at that number to string together four straight rounds. So, I, I just know his game, and, and I can't pull the trigger at that. If he was 65 to 85, I probably would sprinkle on it. But like you mentioned, we talk about this all the time. 
is Europeans coming over to the PGA Tour and they finally get their card. Like he just got his card this year from uh, by way of the Corn Ferry Tour, and I just and that's another thing about these Corn Ferry Tour guys is those off weeks that we had when the PGA Tour was either in the playoffs or then even after the playoffs, like when they had their bye weeks, I guess you could call them. These guys were all fighting for Corn Ferry Tour spots, and he had to do it via corn fairs or playoffs. And I just think some of these guys might be a little gas and to come out there and have to shoot in a birdie fest and get into the minus twenties. Yeah. It scares me a bit, but yeah, I'm not getting there, but where I am getting that's locked in is at 55 to one. We're going with see you, Gary, Gary Woodland, 55 to one. This is kind of, these are the kind of plays that I love for outright picks. A guy that's obviously top or tier player in this field and who just has been struggling a little bit recently. And now at the Fortnite a couple of weeks ago, okay, he finished 64th. Not much to see there, right? Wrong. Gained over four and a half strokes on approach. What are we looking for this week, Brandon? People getting hot with the irons. Uh, what? It, where, where did Gary kind of – he tends to play his best golf on Bermuda. He loves Bermuda. He's from down here, lives down here. Um. I don't know. To me, for a good golfer, high-quality golfer, what you know you're getting, that just peaked two weeks ago with his approach play. He's checking all the boxes of uh, kind of what I'm looking for this week at a good number. And we all know he can get hot with his putter, depending on where it's at. So, I mean, gained 6.3 with his putter at the Arnold Palmer, over three strokes at Honda. What is What are those two courses? Oh, yeah, they're in Florida. They're in Bermuda. So, I love Gary Woodland on Bermuda. Um, I love when Gary Woodland's irons are just clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, let's just hope he can just get back to his normal off the tee game. And I think 55 to one for Gary Woodland's a bargain. I'm planning another flag. He finished the second place behind Davis Riley. <laughs> that's, that's a fun flag plant opportunity. We will keep moving down the board. Another guy in this vicinity that I really liked was Seamus power has had some really great success here in the past. One of the premier ball strikers and scorers on tour. And I think that if this does turn into a birdie fest, really high on Seamus power, I just like a little, I like a few guys a little bit deeper down the board here. couldn't pull the trigger, but he is certainly someone I'm eyeing, especially on a live line. If he, I haven't looked at if he's playing in the afternoon yet, which I should, and that's someone that I'm certainly eyeing on a live bet. And we'll keep moving down the board here on a guy that I like a lot. And I think is one of the few guys that has come from the other side of the seas and has played very well on the PGA tour. And even on some of these big European tour events is Dean Burmeester from South, Af- from South Africa. And I was able to snag that at, oh my God, I'm looking through. I didn't, he didn't make my board, but he, I guess he was someone I'm, I was eyeing, but I, it is what it is. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. I starred him on like my spreadsheet, but I just looked at what I've taken so far and I haven't taken them, but it's someone that I'm certainly eyeing at 11th place finish at the open championship, top 10 at the Scottish open finished top five in the core Ferry tour finals as well. 
And that's how he was able to secure his card. The guy is a freak of nature, just all around, mainly off the tee. He's really good off the tee. He's long off the tee. His driving average driving distance is 330 yards. And now that is on a site where they probably aren't able to grasp that much of his metrics and true skiing metrics throughout the years because he's hasn't been a professional very long, but man, a bomber like that is certainly going to bode well at a course like this. And he's also played very well gaining a half a stroke poor, uh, half a stroke putting on Bermuda green. So absolutely love it. And I don't know if I'm adding him yet. I'll release my final card. Find me on Twitter at Brandon Plotic sports, but yeah, I like him a lot. He was just a guy in this range, certainly to be talked about. And yeah, I don't think I have a play for a little while here until we get to the 60s. Anything else that you liked here or shall we continue? I mean, the one thing I like here and the one thing that all listeners will like here is that whenever the pig loves someone, thinks they're on his card and then misses the <laughs> card, that means he's winning the tournament. So um, damn, I mean, I may have to get rid of my flag plant on Davis Riley because I think Dean Burmista Mista lady may have <laughs> a win in his back pocket here. But um, all jokes aside, in this range, I, I mean, honestly, who you like two weeks ago has my eye at 55 to 1, Taylor Moore. I may be back on him. He just keeps churning out result after result after result. Um, I think this would be a solid <clears throat> course fit for him. Amen. Uh, so I may be on him. He's He's probably top of the list of the guys that I've mentioned that I haven't taken yet in this range that I like. Uh, other than that, though, I don't know exactly how far this range that you asked me about is extending, but I'm going to extend it to where I want to extend it, and that's 80-1 to 1 with Adam Spenson. Going back on the Canadian hype train, guys just striped the ball two weeks ago, the Fortinet, just lost strokes putting. Unlike him, he's been trending with the putter. He's been having – he's been popping with the putter. He can get really hot with the irons. He can get really hot with the putter. You just put that together for one tournament at 80-1 to 1 in this field. I really like Adam Spenson. Hard not to like. Guy can score in bunches. A guy in this range that I'm eyeing is, again, I'm going to st- – like, if I think about what I thought about a few weeks ago, why would I change that now? The only thing I would factor in maybe is having a little bit more distance and maybe not as much putting and being on Bermuda Greens. But I like Smelly Smelly, Alex Smelly, yet again this week at 65 to 1 odds. Played just so decent – as you could at the Fortinet. Unfortunately, shot a 72 on Sunday, kind of derailed his positional places, but the irons are there. He's gained in three of the last four. The putter is there. He's gained in three of the last four. I think that he's another one of these guys. And I'm going to, like, I've got this, I guess I've got this mantra going this week that these guys that got really hot in the summer time and then went, made it to the playoffs, got a little bit, gassed and i just think they were playing a little bit too much golf Um, of course especially these younger guys that have to play every week to give themselves as much opportunities at fedex cup points as they can to keep their card but i mean we're talking about a sixth place finish at the mexico open top 25 at the rbc canadian 16th at john deere top 10 at genesis and top 13 at Wyndham as well The, the game is there We've seen him in contention on a Sunday. It wasn't the greatest, but at least he's gotten a taste of it. The metrics are there. I think he is a guy that's going to break through and win a tournament this year. He's really young. The driver 
scares me a bit. It's not his best tool of the shed, but the, his irons are phenomenal and the guy can putt when things get heavy. So yeah, I like smelly smelly. I thought that you were going to be on him this week. I do like smelly as well. He's, he was uh, again on my list of, cause as right now I've only put three bets in, I've already shared those three bets with everyone. So I have a lot of room left on this card so I can go a bunch of different ways and Smalley, for a lot of the reasons you just explained, is on that short list. So uh, I like him. He can get hot. And uh, he is a Southeast boy as well, which is kind of a theme I'm going to go with this field this week. So, yeah, he's on my short list. Other guys in this range. I'm seeing Gary Woodland at a 60, but. Woo! I may have to triple down, even though he's coming in second place behind Davis Riley. Justin Suh, after being one of the top favored Corn Ferry Tour graduates going into the Fortinet. I think he missed the cut. He's 65 to one. You loved Brandon, Brandon Steele at the Fortinet because of his course history. I'm guessing you were out <laughs> after his showing. I just like the number. I ended up not betting on him at the Fortinet, but um, let's see. Let's look at his numbers. Let's bring him up. I didn't do really a deep dive on him, but for a course where I said I kind of want to see some putting, not the guy I want to see. Oh, wow. Fortinet <laughs> missed the cut meaning he only played two rounds and lost 5.3 strokes putting. This guy is just an abysmal putter. Um, yeah, I, I'm out. I, no way I'm, I'm buying on that. No. Yeah, he's scary. Justin Lauer was in contention at the Fortinet. Benny Ahn has been red hot, all in the same range. I obviously was talking up Mike or Mark Hubbard. At the last tournament, I'm a little off on him. He kind of falls into that same boat I was talking about earlier. Just a guy that cannot put four rounds together, which probably means that he will. So fade me at all costs. Uh, there's one guy in this range that I decided to pull the trigger on at 90 to one odds. Actually better odds than I could see on DraftKings at 80 to one, which is phenomenal. And if we're going to ride the theme of guys that are phenomenal ball strikers that suck around the greens and suck on the greens, but can win with their off the tee play, their scoring advantages, especially on the par fives, dominating the short par fours and has win equity. Luke list just fits the mold this week. He has bled an average of 4.4 strokes putting per event in his last five tournaments. I don't even know if that's possible to do in longevity. It's extremely impressive to be able to do that. 1.3 around the greens as well during that time span, but gaining 1.5 off the tee, 3.1 on tee to green, 2.9 on approach. He ranks third in my entire model this week in the last 50 rounds, and that is specifically due to his driving distance top 10. Approach second. Par fours, 400, 450, 18th. Opportunities gained second. Tita Green second. He's got the perfect game to go out there and compete. Can he just not fucking shoot himself in the foot? I don't know. But at 90 to 1 with the guy that just won a tournament last year and he's at a very prestigious course, which, which is a long course as well. And I think that I at 90 to one, I got to do it. I, that's all I can say to myself. Got to do it. If you got to do it, you got to do it, Brandon. That's like the number one rule of having to do it. You just got to do it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes they say like, if you got to do it, then you got to like really, really do it or you got to overdo it. But, you know, I'm just going to do it. 
Yeah, the only thing I overdo it with is just um, beers. I mean, nothing's better than beers. So shout out to beer out there. Uh, when I drink it, I overdo it. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I have nothing else in the double digits, Brandon. So if you have anything far away, but other than that, I'm up in the trips now. I haven't pulled the trigger or anything at triple digits, but I do have a bunch of guys that I really like. Specifically, we start with my boy, Anthony Smotherman. Uh, I was waiting for you to laugh because his name's not Anthony, but he is to me. He oh, just, I thought I was supposed to laugh about you taking him every week and he never finishes in the top 40. <laughs> I said I leaned him last time. Okay. And I, I haven't even taken it this time, but I'm I'm sorry. He just his numbers metrics just rate out too well. Top 10 on my model, 21st driving distance, 15th on approach, fifth in opportunities. He's he's trending like statistically, he just I don't know. He's he's got issues. A guy I like this week, I believe he's about 130 to one something like that, you you get to probably tell me because I'm sure he's on your short list. Lee Hodges, his numbers stand out a lot this week. He's a great long shot bet. Um, Where do you go to college? I, Wake Forest. Alabama, Southeast boy, of course. Oh, him and Davis Riley, let's go. Of course Lee Hodges is on my radar like every week. The guy is just playing good, can rack up the birdies. I like Lee Hodges a lot. Yeah, I like Lee Hodges. Brandon Woo 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 again is in, you know, he's popping up. I think he's got opportunities. This guy crushes par fives. He has got such an insane birdie rate on par fives. He's third in the model this week. The rest of his game is pretty butt, but I think that par fives are going to be big. MJ DeFu, which, as you know, I call Moo DeFu. It's my nickname for him. I don't know why, but I just always thought he looked like a cow. He's moved to foo. He gained eight strokes on approach here last year at the Sanderson, at Jack's, at the Country Club of Jackson. And he just graduated from the corporate tour. His numbers look good. He's coming in in form. He was like, he, he came in like with like a top 10 entry from the corn fairy tour uh, his game is trending i like him a lot i'm a little you know it's, it's hard to tell with these corn fairy tour guys if they're going to come out and win it win a tournament but we've seen it happen time and time again but i like the way he looked in his one time playing here so uh he's certainly someone on my and that kind of like wraps up the, the my my leans i will have a final card i'm sure smotherman will be on there as a fomo bet luckily god not playing so i don't even have to worry about it and then maybe i can add woo 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 and moo dafu i hear you 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 and with that being said um i'm gonna go with at 100 to one yeah you know what it's an official play i'm going with someone who his biggest accolade what he's most known for brandon is his sister being on the LPGA tour. Man, woo, woo, woo. Wow. I, I was like, where are you going there? And no, no, no. It's another one, though. Min, woo, woo, woo does check out because his sister is on the LPGA, but there's and also like another the best player. girl in the world. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a front runner. I go with the ones that choke on majors on 18, and that's Lexi Thompson's brother, oh. Davis Thompson. There's no way you're taking to win outright. Oh, yeah, he's winning this tournament. I've oh, already my said. God, that is such a bad play. He, all right, fine. He's, the only way he's winning is Top if twenty bet. and Davis Riley both have to withdraw. If they both well, have wait, to withdraw, wait, 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 wait. You Davis already flag-planted on not Gary Woodland. So now you're completely <laughs> you're completely take, taking everything you said back. No, I, okay. you're, no you're flag, you what was your focus. original flag I, plan? I flag-planted on Davis Riley to win. 
Then I flag planted on Woodland to come to second. And I just flag planted on Davis Thompson to win if Davis Riley and Woodland both have to withdraw. You got to focus <laughs> on what I'm saying, Brandon. So if they both withdraw, if not, he's not winning. It's not possible. So, but no, uh, all things considered though, Brandon, Davis Thompson gained in all four major categories at the Fortnet where he finished in ninth place, 2.2 off the tee, 1.6 on approach, barely gained around the green and gained 3.5 putting. Now, oh, guess what's a uh, common theme here? Davis Thompson, Brandon, where is he from? Oh, another Bama boy. Another South. South. I think they're from South Florida, the Thompsons. Yeah, actually, I'm not 100% sure if he went to Bama. I'm pretty sure he did, though. When in doubt, just say he went to Bama because they have a good golfing program. Um, Davis Riley went to Bama? I don't think Davis Thompson did. You don't think or you don't know? I mean, this is a very, very simple fix. We just go into the Google machine. We type in Davis Thompson call. University of Georgia, which actually goes right to what you were saying. Yeah, so yeah, so we're back. Sorry, uh, we got cut off here. Technical difficulties with Hurricane Ian or Ian Eagle for those that are big football fans. And uh, we are back. So yeah, just with David Thompson, I don't know exactly what was said or heard, but I like him in the Southeast. I like him on a track that he's comfortable with. I like that he's gained in all four main uh, categories coming into this tournament. And he played really well down the stretch in the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, a win, fifth, sixth place, over within his last like eight starts so he can pop and what do we look for from triple digit ponies the ability to pop and just pop in the key statistics that get you to the top of the leaderboard i'll take a, a flyer on him in triple digits and uh who else i'll take a flyer on and oh brandon you're gonna love this one because you probably have no idea who he is and i kind of didn't either but when you dig into the numbers people lie animals lie humans and numbers are so god i've looked at that one <laughs> I butchered that one whatsoever because, but yeah, numbers don't lie is the moral of the story. And Robbie Shelton, 101, Robbie Shelton. And this guy's numbers look fantastic. Uh, the way he's playing came 21st at the Fortinet. Look, I'll just say he pops with the putter. That's how he gets, uh, how he gets the job done. But in his last 10 starts, including the corn Ferry, he literally has one miscut. And besides that, doesn't have a finish worse than 28th. 21st, 26th, 28th, 1st, 2nd, 21st, 23rd, 1st. This guy is just playing really, really good golf. And uh, I know this may be surprising to you, Brandon, but where do you think Robbie Shelton went to college? Um, Surprising to me, UF. The answer is Alabama. That's the one I was confusing. That's why I wanted to bring it up. So he was a Bama boy, too. So he's been, uh, yeah, SEC, Bermuda grass, common theme here. So, um, Bobby He's Sheldon. from Mobile, Alabama, too. That's pretty cool. Ah, look at that. So uh, uh, we get another alert here. Um, with what's, yeah, we, we have I mean, a huge tornado warning going on with us, but by any means necessary, what we do for our fans. Well, let's hope our fans hear this call because that means we don't get wrecked by a tornado. Holy shit. So. This thing said a tornado is on the ground. Move away from the windows. Get to a sturdy building. Avoid the windows if you're outdoors. Gross. Okay, we get the premise, Brandon. We get the premise. There's a nice. tornado. So, um, but yeah, with that said, though, I mean, Robbie Shelton's numbers just looking fantastic. He's gaining all over the place uh, at a course that he'll, he would be comfortable at. Uh, he's actually played here three times, made the cut twice, which for uh, someone who gets relegated to the Corn Ferry Tour, pretty impressive. So, um, I don't know, high upside, especially 
uh, low owned on DraftKings. I'll throw a little bonus out there. Robbie Shelton's going to be a great play. I love that. I've been a big fan of Shelton. Just like he kind of falls into that same realm of Lee Hodges. Yeah, let's see who else we got down here, shall we? I mean, I know you're on Jason Duffner, so just say it already. <laughs> uh, funny, what do you mean, man. Auburn boy? Come on, we're top southeast, baby. Eckroad and Will Eckroad and Willie at 150 always catch my eye. Dude, Jimmy, Jimmy, eye, which, Jimmy uh, Walker at 201. He led the field in approach at the Fortinet. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I like um he what he was he finished in the top 25, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's a Georgia boy. So Another guy, he's not from America, so Bermuda's not going to help him, but Matty Schmidt, a guy who was – he almost won one of the alternate events this year, Puerto Rico or something like that, and he's 200 to 1. That guy is good. He's contended a lot so far in these alternate events, and this basically is an alternate event. We're getting deep here. You know I'm a big fan of my Austrian, Matthias Schwab, as well at 250 to 1. After that, sheesh, yeah. I mean, outright, I'm sorry. I'm just not wasting my money on people like this. So, smother me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got a notification that my internet's unstable. Um, well, you know what is stable? My golf pick. So, just put them on a DraftKings lineup, make 100K. If you tie me, then guess what? You got to split it. But, um, yeah. I mean, I don't really have much else other than I'll throw just a crazy one out there to end. And it's crazy because I'm a numbers guy, but I know a lot of golfers. And even for these new golfers on the PGA Tour, this guy never heard of until I looked at his numbers. And we're Brandon kind of like in a little bit of $6,500 Harrison and Decott. Does that ring a bell? Mm, nope. Yeah, well, what should ring a bell is gaining 5.3 on approach at the Fortinet Championship. Harrison and Decott. I know nothing else more than what he has posted numbers-wise at the Fortinet. He finished 12th, gained 1.2 off the tee, 5.3 on approach, and was baseline in the other two main categories. But, I mean, he's been, he won on the Corn Ferry back in May. He has a ninth-place finish on the Corn Ferry, 12th on his first PGA Tour event. This guy just – we may have to get him a wheelbarrow if he wins, Brandon, for those big old nuts. You know, I, I like him big and hairy, baby. Harry Higgs, I was talking about, duh. Harrison, Endicott, focus, Brandon, focus. Yeah, that's going to wrap it up, I think, for outright plays here. We'll keep it moving, but I lie, you know, because I am a pathological liar. Yeah, you're putting three units on a Smotherman, we know. No. We have more out, outright picks at the Alfred Dunhill links on the DP World Tour. Like I love to do on this podcast, I gave out two winners in four podcasts only, giving out winners on the DP World Tour, a 55 to 1 and a 30 to 1. Nice cashes, and we're going to continue it this week. It is a star-studded field. You got guys like Rory, guys like Shane Lowry, Terrell Hatton, all playing at the Dunhill links. We are going to take... Taylor Gooch at 30 to one odds. This guy's been playing a ton of golf. 
particularly on the live tour. He is still technically allowed to play on the DP world tour and he will be playing the Dunhill links. He getting a nice number on him at 30 to one odds. Give me Eddie Pepperell at 60 to one guy's been unbelievable this year. I think a win is in his future. What better place to do it than Alfred Dunhill links and give me. Come on, Jared, you know who it is. I thought my internet went out again. No, no. I, I was pump faking you. Yeah, you got me. Johnny really Mansell's brother. Oh, wow. Richard sorry. Mansell, you were 80 to 1 odds. Dick Mansell at 80 to 1. I'm going to ride it until I die. Give me Dick Mansell. Yeah, speaking of riding till I die, you already know on the live tour, Jared's going with Brayson, especially after he got decked by a rope. He's going to come oh, wow. back. Wow, I forgot vengeance. that they had a tournament going this weekend. Yeah, buddy. Come on. Stay focused. It's been so. You know where this tournament is not in? China. Because it's at Donald Trump's resort. Back, back down in Doral, Brandon. We'll see each other there. This is the Doral one? Honestly, maybe next week, but I'm giving my picks early. I think so. they're playing overseas. Live. I know that the Doral one's like within the next two weeks. No, so. I would have heard about it. I think that, oh, uh, the Miami one's October 28th, buddy. Wow, I swung and missed. I don't know why someone – I got fake news. I mean, that's what happens when you're playing a tournament at a Trump resort. You get fake Yeah, news. I don't even know what you're talking about. They don't play until October 7th at Bangkok, which is in Thailand. And then they go to Jeddah, which I'm assuming is in Saudi Arabia, and then Miami. And those three, I believe, are like for the team event structure. I don't know. Who gives a fuck? But, oh, yeah, there's, there is no event next week. My bad. That's a that's what I get for listening to Matt Lenger. Shout out Matt Lenger for giving me fake news. Yeah, straight yellow, maybe a red. All right, let's move into our seventy-two hole matchups. I've got a five pack for everybody out there. I'm one one on the season. We're going to take Sahith Tigala over Sam Burns plus one twenty-seven. Oh. Yeah, Sam Burns. You know he lost two strokes putting here last year. He's coming off of a rider or a Presidents Cup in which he gained zero points for Team America. So. I think that they celebrated, have a great time. I don't think he's going to be in as good a position as Sahit Eagle is coming off of a few weeks of rest. Give me Keegan Bradley over Taylor Montgomery at minus 116. This is basically a pick em. Taylor Montgomery is has not proven himself as a PGA Tour player quite yet. Keegan, I think this is a great bounce back spot for him and getting it at a pick em for a vet. Over the rookie, I like it. Seamus Power over Taylor Moore, minus 115, same thing. Whoa! Same thing. Lee Hodges over Mark Hubba Hubbard, plus 108. I think Lee Hodges is set up for success here. Love his game. Don't think he's going to win, but I think he will beat Mark Hubbard. And give me Carl Yuan over JJ Dua. No idea how to pronounce that guy's name. Do, do, do. It's like the Chris Berman. You ever had some do do do's? They got a little bit of pop to them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it either. The one thing I can pronounce, though, is taking it to the barn. Taylor Moore minus 115 over Seamus Power. Seamus Power, atrocious form to end the year. And I'm loving Taylor Moore this week. Uh, I mean, yeah, you got about a 10% chance to win this one, buddy. Taylor Moore, love the spot, love the matchup. We're going Denny McCarthy, minus 110 over Taylor Montgomery. Oh, Taylor Montgomery, he's the sub-and-comer. He's so good. He's the next Cameron Young. Yeah, he gained 11 strokes in short game at the Fortnet. You're not getting away with that and doing the same thing this week. You gain 11 strokes short game, you better win the fucking tournament. 
and Rational. he couldn't even do that. So Rational. Taylor Montgomery, we're fading you. Next, um, I mean, these should be pretty simple. The last four, it's me taking my ponies that I've already talked about against other people. Davis Riley, minus 125 over Chris Kirk. This is a prime season for alcoholics to relapse and have <laughs> negative issues. So we are fading Chris Kirk here with uh, Davis Riley. Gary Woodland, minus 125 over Harris English. Look, Harris English isn't known to be an alcoholic, but he probably is one. So same kind of handicap there. Then we're moving on to Adam Spenson, minus 110 over <laughs> Andrew Putnam. We all know Andrew Putnam's more of a West Coast guy, not a Bermuda boy. Like, Everybody knows that. Yeah, we all know that. So, And then we're going to just uh, end it with our, my six-pack with another Southeast boy. And, Brandon, I don't know if you've heard, but Lexi Thompson has a brother on the PGA Tour. His name is Davis Thompson. We're taking a minus 120 over Hayden Buckley. Hayden Buckley is allergic to making putts. So we're going to fade him. And honestly, the one thing I did want to throw in there, even though it's kind of uh, a catch-22, Buckley at triple digits is tempting. If he somehow gets a, makes a couple putts this week, uh, he's live to win because he's a hashtag Southeast boy as well. So that's going to wrap up my six-pack of matchups for you. I have the biggest red card in the history of red cards on golf. Oh, wow. Knicks. Wow. Davis Thompson is not Lexi Thompson's brother. What? You're, you're getting fake news. Dude, you, are you okay? No, there is a Thompson for sure. That Curtis on the P- Thompson. Ah, uh, see, that's where the confusion comes into play. See, my bet. But I am right that she has a brother that – I just assumed if a Thompson got promoted, it was her brother that I've heard of because he's had a couple <laughs> exemptions to PJ Tour events. No, he's just an exemptions guy. Like, he's not that good. But, oh, my God, I can't believe you just butchered Honestly, I should know that. My, my ex-girlfriend, like, was friends with this girl who's married to Curtis Thompson, so I knew the name. So I should have known that. I'll give the red card to myself as well. My bad. Fair enough. Well, you can make up for it by giving out winners for your favorite thing, a first round leader. And guess what? I did decide to tail the farmer. We're taking AM wow. waves to AM, wa- AM waves only this year. Four guys I like. Give me Seamus Power at 45 to one. And this is where I thought I took him outright, but I didn't. I took him first round leader. Dean Burmeester, 65 to one. Mista, Mista. Maddie Schmidt, another guy I like a lot, 130 to one, the German. And Kramer Hickok. On oh, Bermuda, I love him. On Bermuda at 150 to one to go low on, on Thursday. Wow. Coming from the Thursday wave. I love that. Wow, that went under my radar. A little Hickok and on in the southeast. I did I not even think about that. Let's look at his numbers from the fourth. Yeah, coming off as, of his ex college roommate Jordan Spieth going five and zero at the president's cup. I mean, come on, the pressure's on. Oh, all right. My my all right, add uh, Kramer Hickok's to my outright card. I don't even care what the number is. He gained three strokes on approach at the Fortnet. Gained two strokes putting and was just even in the other two categories coming in 25th. We get him in the Southeast, Kramer Hickok on a course that doesn't demand an off the tee game. And look, the stat I love the most about Hickok, Brandon, four starts at the Sanderson. Miscut, 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 miscut. He's due. I love Kramer it. Kramer Hickok. Can we say wire to wire? Wow. I mean, his only hope is, again, Woodland withdrawing and, uh, and Davis Riley withdrawing. But all things considered, I actually, first round leader, if he's going in the morning, and what'd you say the odds you got were? 150. Woo! Yeah, I'm in on that as well. I like that a lot. So we'll hit a double winner on that one. Um, you can never go wrong taking 
your boy Keegan Bradley when he's going off in the morning. Yeah, uh, for first round leaders, it's just a short number. I, I, yeah, everyone knows my strategy here. I don't take any first round leaders that are south of sixty to one. So uh, I'm not going to be on that personally. But when I look at it, I mean, depending on what number you get on Smalley, if it's or Smalley, I don't know how you pronounce it. That it's Smalley. Just can be interesting. Smelly, yeah. But, yeah, Taylor Moore, 100% on the card, first-round leader. We're doing that. We're going to take a triple-digit sprinkle on my boy Sam Stevens. We talked about him a couple episodes ago. If you want to know my opinion on him, go listen to the the episode, all right? Uh, (laughs) And other than that, I kind of like uh, Burmista Mista Lady. I mean, after that whole that we had. So, uh, yeah, but unfortunately, I was hoping Lee Hodges. Lady, I love that nickname. Yeah, I was hoping Lee Hodges Mista! would off in the morning. Mista! Yeah, for anyone out there, you got Save gotta, yeah. me! Yeah, that's a happy go more help me. What is so, it? everyone out there that's confused of why uh, we keep bringing this up. It's the Mista so, Mista lady. Yeah, the lady that lands on Happy Gilmore's car or whatever it was. But well, th- Then the air conditioning machine lands oh, on yeah, her. Oh, yeah, that's what I, Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> I think true, I true. remember that Mista Mista lady. I think I just killed her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, for first round leaders, I mean that may just just sum it up for me. I don't know. Um, the only other one that I would think about adding, maybe if you depending on if you have a fat number like Hickok, would be a Vince Whaley. You know, I love my Vince Whaley, Brandon. We almost yeah, got him first round leader at the end of last year. Our great first round yeah, plays. but oh yeah, Hayden Buckley though too. Oh, like even though I might know, have to add him. Yeah, even though I faded him in full tournament, it's it's a variance thing. He could be really good or really bad for one round. I'll bet on him having first round lead going off in the morning for sure. So that sums it up for me there. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of golf picks with the Plotniks presented by bet the farm podcast and sponsored by tanks, solar solutions, help the earth, help your wallet. Good luck fading the farmer. G L T A. G L T A.